ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into the Tuesday, January 24th edition. That's right. Drive begins now for you on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up this hour, we're going to hear from the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, Randy Lee. So we'll talk to him to get a quick preview of tomorrow's matchup between Marshall and Western Kentucky. First of two back-to-back. Thundering Herd will repay the visit coming up on Saturday. But warmer, more concerned, of course, with the game coming up tomorrow at the Cam Henderson Center. Thundering Herd. If they play the way they did against Old Dominion, I think they get a shot in this one. But if they don't, I think Western Kentucky wins this easily. So we'll see which herd team shows up tomorrow. I know there are some injury issues for Western Kentucky. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not sad. I'm sorry he got injured, but I'm not sad he's not going to be at the game tomorrow. He's not going to be on the floor. Uh, I, I'm really not missing Charles Bassey because that kid can play. So get well, get better. I'll send him flowers. I hope he gets better, but I hope I don't see him on the court when the herd plays, ever. Heck of a player. I mean, he really was everything for them. He was averaging before he went down. He was averaging over 15 a contest, and he had almost 10 rebounds. He was floating around 9.2 at the time. So he was good for at least nine boards, getting close to that 10 number on a consistent basis. And that's a big hole to fill. But Western Kentucky, they have got uh, really, I think, a good team. I think they've got a solid team. They could be one of the teams that could win Conference USA. They're in a good spot right now. And we'll talk more with Randy in a few minutes about Tavion Hollingsworth. He's the guy who really makes that team go right now. He was pretty impressive against Old Dominion and Charlotte. He earned Co-Player of the Week honors yesterday from Conference USA. Western Kentucky gets the job done versus Charlotte and Old Dominion. Marshall, of course, has to take the split. So this is an important series for the Thundering Herd. Very important because Marshall, if Marshall can win these next two, then they're going on the road. And they're going to the Florida schools. And I like Marshall a lot better going to the Florida schools if they can come out with a couple of wins against Western Kentucky. I really think this could be the series that puts them on the right track. Because if you can get Western Kentucky twice, that's one of your biggest rivals. And let's face it, this thing has grown over the years. Right now, The closest thing that Marshall has to a true rival is Western Kentucky. Ohio's great in football. You love playing them. You should play them. That's a good basketball series as well. But what school, if I mention a school, which school gets you irritated? And if you say Western Kentucky, it's because you see them so much, you get irritated by them because they are successful. You beat them, they beat you. It's a great series. And I'm not a big fan of the pod play. Let's be honest. I don't think pod play has done its job. 
it was designed to help get Conference USA an at-large bid or to protect a team that could potentially get an at-large bid. And it's not working in this new system. The net numbers aren't letting this system work the way it was intended to. And just to be quite honest, I don't think Conference USA is more than a one-bid league, to be quite fair. Most years, it's a one-bid league. So we'll talk to Randy Lee about that. And later on, as we have time, we'll get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. That's the number to call to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And tomorrow, just want to remind you, we go on the air at 6. No show tomorrow because we're going to be at the Henderson Center we're going to go on the air at 6 o'clock for our pregame coverage. Looking forward to that. Stick around after the game. We'll have complete postgame reaction from the winners and losers of this game. And that's all coming up tomorrow. So I want to remind you, just don't forget, game time is set for 7 o'clock. We go on the air at 6 o'clock with our pregame coverage right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we got a lot to get into. We're going to talk to Randy Lee. All right, we're going to talk Randy Lee, Western Kentucky, Marshall basketball. That's all coming up still here. Stay locked. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. Welcome back to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I want to welcome to the program now, good friend of the show, a longtime member of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers broadcasting family. Randy Lee joins us on the program. And this is fun, Randy. This is um, this is exactly the 100 miles of hate, but this is always a fun time for Marshall and Western Kentucky when these two teams get together. Uh, Paul, no doubt about it. It's uh, it's really been a rivalry, which is at least the, you know, the WKU side of the fence uh, has grown uh, and has become much more passionate uh, for our fan base uh, and, and players over the years. So Marshall and Western Kentucky back-to-back. First one's going to be home for the herd tomorrow and then on Saturday. That to me, just feels like it's going to intensify this rivalry because you know Wednesday is going to be chippy. It's going to be a, a tight contest. And then on top of that, the team that loses is going to get right back at it and go after the other team again. And uh, really, I kind of wish that Western Kentucky and Marshall would do this every year. I kind of like this setup. Yeah, You know, it uh, may shape up sort of like uh, an NBA playoff series where you play each other back-to-back. And uh, like you said, uh, there could be some added chippiness because you've seen each other twice in a week. So I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, I don't know about Marshall, but I know at Western Kentucky University, the last time this happened uh, was because of a tournament and then a regularly scheduled game. Uh, played BCU in back-to-back games in the same week in 2011. But the last time it's happened in a, conf- in a conference game for WKU was in 1970. So it's a rare occurrence for sure. Looking at the conference standings, uh, all I see is Western Kentucky on top. I should be worried. Western Kentucky's playing great basketball. That doesn't mean anything, though, when we put these two teams together. It, yeah. it really never means much. And I really think, you know, I don't know where 
you know, Western Kentucky University is at among the other teams yet. I certainly haven't seen them. I do know the Hilltoppers have played four out of six games at home. So that has certainly helped. They've had two uh, comebacks for the ages in these home games uh, to win. They were down by uh, 15 against North Texas in the second half and one regulation. Uh, they trailed Old Dominion by 12 with three and a half minutes to go in the game and one by two in regulation without making or even attempting a three-point shot in the last three and a half minutes. So they've really needed some good fortune. Now they certainly play clutch, uh, but it's not like they've been just walking through teams at home. So they played two road games. They played a very bad MTSU team, beat them up uh, badly, but they still lost at uh, UAB, uh, a team that, you know, is okay. Uh, they had a chance to win that game. I think it was, it was a one-point game, I believe, at the four-minute mark, and then UAB pulled away to win it by about eight or nine. So uh, despite a five-and-one record, I don't know that, uh, uh, you know, uh, any time the Hilltoppers go on the road uh, that they're anticipating or the fan base really anticipates, uh, you know, uh, an automatic win because this is uh, not a great team. It's, uh, you know, good in some areas and uh, has some major weaknesses in others. One player, though, that I look at, and I don't know where the weakness is, is Tavion Hollingsworth. He also just uh, got his first Conference USA Player of the Week honor, and um, he's been pretty outstanding for this squad. Tavion has had to play point guard most of the season, uh, and he's not a point guard, uh, simply because Kenny Cooper's uh, waiver was from Lipscomb University. He's their three-year starting point guard. He was the leader of their team that went to the NIH championship game last year and lost to Texas. Uh, he was going to be the point guard, and the point guard this program needed. Uh, his waiver was finally uh, disapproved for this year by the NCAA about three or four weeks into the season. So Tavion has had to play point until a freshman named Jordan Rawls was ready. Uh, Jordan reclassified. He should be a high school senior this year. He reclassified and came to school year early, quite frankly, had some good times and some bad times early on, but now Rawls is the starting point guard. Since they made that switch and moved Tavion to the two for about every minute that he's on the court, he may play point once in a while. But once they've made that switch, he started the two guard for the last four games and scored 90 points. So that is who he is. Uh, you know, Credit to the young man for trying to play point guard because we didn't have a lot of other options. That's just not his forte. And now... During this stretch of the last two weeks, he's the off guard, and he has been sensational. He scored the last nine points of the game against Old Dominion in that comeback, and he was pretty well unguardable uh, in their last game with, with the win over Charlotte, a very good defensive team, uh, but the 49ers could not hold down Tavion in that game. And he's been getting to the foul line. Less three-point jump shots. Fortunately, he's under 30% for the year, and more free throws. He went 21 for 21 this past week at the free throw line. That spells bad news for the Thundering Herd because teams have found success against the Herd getting to the free throw line, getting fouls there. And as watching the Herd and getting ready for this one, what have you seen about Marshall that maybe is similar, what's different? You know, Where can Western Kentucky find success? Well, Paul, I haven't seen Marshall play a single second yet on television. I've listened to a couple of the Steve's broadcasts. Um, just based upon what our coaching staff says, I do know our concern is uh, you know, Bennett in the middle. Uh, basically, the Hilltoppers play with a six foot five center now with Charles Massey out. 
Uh, Charles's absence completely changes this team, especially defensively. Um, you know, he was he was out Hassan Whiteside. Uh, he was a shot blocker. No one really challenged Charles in the middle uh, in conference play, nor rarely did it happen outside of conference. So without him, maybe he's out for the year now. Uh, we give up a ton of points in the paint. Uh, 42 points to UAB in that loss in the paint. I think 38 to Old Dominion. And in the last game against uh, Charlotte, uh, 36. So they have to overcome that. And their concern is, you know, Marshall beat him off the dribble or getting it inside to Bennett. So uh, we'll see, uh, uh, you know, how that shapes up. But uh, anytime we play, we cringe and hope that we have three perimeter defenders who aren't very good. Uh, you really didn't notice as much when Charles was back there to block all the shots. But now that Charles is there, it's a walk in the park sometimes to the front of the rim. Uh, you mentioned Bennett, and of course, you know, you know the familiar faces, Tavion Kenzie, Jared West. Uh, hopefully for the Thundering Herd, they get a few more performances uh, from Andrew Taylor that were uh, shown a promise that he showed a, a few weeks ago. But, I mean, these two teams know each other well. I mean, even though there's some new faces on the squad, I mean, you lose Elmore, you lose Burks, but there's Tavion Kenzie and Jared West to torment the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Yeah, and they're two really good players. Uh, yeah, I really think, I don't, I don't know what the matchups are going to be, but I anticipate Maybe uh, Josh Anderson would uh, match up with Kenzie, and uh, there's two very similar kind of athletes. Kenzie's a better shooter than Josh. Uh, Josh is a leaper, and uh, you know he's on the top 10 ESPN highlights every so often with his dunk. And Josh has great games against Marshall with the way Marshall plays up and down, and you know not like an old Dominion or UAB kind of defense. Josh has his best games offensively against Marshall. The first game he ever played at Western Kentucky University, was at the Henderson Center his freshman year. Uh, last year, he had a 25-point game against Marshall. And uh, we'll see if uh, he has his typical game and an up-and-down affair. But uh, I, I look for him to try to guard Kenzie. And Josh has been in foul trouble the last couple of games, which is unusual for him. But th- that that could be a good matchup right there. And, uh, you know, we're weak at, um, you know, in the middle. Uh, you know, Williams is a really good player, but, you know, he struggles guarding Players a lot taller than him, and he's not a shot blocker. And uh, we struggle really at the point guard spot uh, at, at, at keeping point guards out of the paint. The teams that have a point guard who can drive uh, are paying in, in WK's butt for the most part because uh, you know, Jordan Rawls has, has solidified the point guard spot offensively, but he hasn't done it defensively. He, he's not very good guarding ball right now. Randy Lee's our guest, voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, coming up at the Cam Henderson Center. It's going to be Marshall and Western Kentucky. First of two back-to-back as the Thundering Herd will return the visit on Saturday. And so, you know, we're going to see a lot of each other these next few days. And uh, thankfully, it's a fun rivalry. It isn't the 100 miles of hate because I'm talking to uh, one of your colleagues, Chip Walters, recently. Mm -hmm. I, I mentioned to him, I said, do the broadcasters get into the 100 miles of hate? And he said, yes. You guys actually... Why did I know that? Yeah, well, <laughs> apparently uh, you dominate him in thumb wrestling. Oh, really? I thought maybe in tennis. No, no, he mentioned thumb wrestling. He said you had big hands. Yeah, he said, you said you had big hands, big thumbs, so you, you beat him all the time. Well, I, I do notice he has not uh, willingly given up any of the many concert tickets he accumulates during the year for free to me. Uh, there's never a say, you know, I, I can't go because something just come up with my real estate job. Would you go in my place? He always offered me 
tickets at a price. So, yeah, I think uh, that 100 miles of hate deal, uh, yeah, it could be more of a factor than I anticipated. Now, um, I don't know between Steve and I if we have a a rivalry or not. Uh, He has never given me any of his wood carvings for free. So uh, you know, maybe there's something to do with that, too. I do know our basketball teams don't fight before the game. They're like our football teams do. That's true. That's very true. You, you've got a good point there. It's more cordial in basketball. And plus, uh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think Steve's a, a rivalry-type guy. Maybe. I mean, maybe he is. I don't know. It, yeah, you've, you've shed some light on this now for me. Yeah, I don't know if he is or not either. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to have him on the, uh, our pregame show uh, tomorrow to talk about, you know, in – in the eyes of the Marshall fan base and and uh, program, how do they view Western Kentucky University? Uh, I know WKU, the older folks, still consider MTSU to be the number one rivalry, probably Marshall's too. But uh, I'd say the, the the age group of 40 and under, and especially uh, in our locker room in the football program for sure, uh, there's no one close in their eyes, to being a bigger rivalry than Marshall in football, for sure. I mean, Middle Tennessee University is not even close uh, among students and uh, younger fans. Randy Lee's our guest. He is the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. He'll be at the Cam Henderson Center tomorrow. Uh, you guys are traveling a little later, so uh, you don't get to revisit Huntington and, and take advantage of the, of the fine cuisine as much as you usually do when you make the trip. Well, you know, uh, I think I may go to a late-night movie. I haven't been to a movie like in a year, okay. so I may do that. I'm going to walk to Tudor's Biscuit World in the morning for my pizza sub uh, biscuit. Uh, looking forward to that. I am going to have lunch with Mr. Cornwell at that uh, seafood marketplace downtown. I forget the name of it, but uh, I've, I've bored him into taking me there. That's not on his uh, frequent uh, lunch stop, but he said he would go there. So uh, I'm going to be okay. and. Um, but I'm looking forward to getting back, uh, getting back to Huntington one more time. And I always bump into someone I was not anticipated seeing. Uh, half of them recognize me, and half of them don't, and vice versa. So yeah, looking forward to it. Well, hopefully this is the first of four matchups between Marshall and Western Kentucky. I was shooting for that last year with this pod system. It didn't work out for me. I'm hoping it does this year. The last year of the pod system. Yeah, that'll be. Uh, we'll see how it all works out. Um, I know last year. Uh, Old Dominion was one and, and WKU was two going into the final four games when the pod system took over. And uh, it was sort of surprising. Uh, you know, Of course, the two should go to the one, um, but the two went to the one in the very first game, which is a little surprising. We thought maybe they would have you know, made that to, to be the last game. Uh, so, um, you know, you never know with the pod system. I, I, I applaud them for trying something, and it's not going to work this year either because none of the teams in the conference are good enough where they would receive in that large bid. So it's not the pod system's fault. It's just that, um, you know, it was made to help a team that, you know, may be able to get in that large uh, if they don't win the tournament. And uh, it's just not going to happen again this year because, you know, the teams in the conference aren't, aren't good enough unless someone really gets hot and runs the table, which I don't anticipate happening. Do you think, while I've got you here with this system, because you travel it up and down the road and all over the country, and so you travel Conference USA, do you like the schedule to a point where you play everybody once, your road you know, partner twice, and then would you have your tournament early? Would you go back to playing your divisional foes more? How would you do it? I don't know, Paul. I sort of, I don't know, you know, uh, if it could be changed for the better in basketball. I, I do have a beef in football, though. I would like for every 
every team, every program to have one one weekend a year where you know who you're playing and the fan base knows who you're playing. Like, for instance, uh, you know, there for a few years it was Western Kentucky University and Marshall the day after Thanksgiving or the day before, whenever it was. And you, you could, you know, you could spend upon that. Uh, uh, well, now we play, you know, Marshall in a non-descriptive you know, Saturday in October. And, and this year, I think our first the conference games against Middle Tennessee. Uh, and there's just, to me, I don't know why we can't just have like your biggest rival and they're going to play the third weekend in October. They're going to play whenever it is, the, the last weekend of the year. I'm, I'm sure there's reasons for why that can't be developed in Conference USA. It's not like that in a lot of the other conferences, but, but I don't see that happening in our conference. And, and I think that's something that, uh, that, that we miss out on. Randy Lee's our guest. I was hoping the Marshall WKU game would be around Thanksgiving every year. And because, you know, the games are significant. Uh, they certainly were exciting. Uh, you know, they meant a lot. Uh, but, you know, that they didn't keep it at that date, which surprised me. Randy Lee's our guest. He's the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Um, have a safe trip. We hope um, we hope Tudors is uh, everything you remember it to be, as uh, it's not been that long since you've seen Tudors. And uh, uh, I, I need a full report on uh, Mr. Cornwell's seafood uh, adventure. That, that I want to hear right, about. I'll do that. I may have already told you this, but I was a roommate with the first ever hired employee at the very first Tudor's Biscuit World, like in 1980, would that have been? 1984, I believe. He was working at Racks. His name was Tim Belknap. He was on the um, gymnastics. Uh, he was gymnastics, and he was the um, he was the best racquetball player on campus. Year in, year out, he always won the racquetball championship, and he was working at Racks, and he came back to us at our apartment and said, I've got a new job at this place because I get up really early to make biscuits in the morning because this place is really going to take off. Okay, you know, biscuits, big deal. Well, how many tutors do they have now? Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> that's that's the proper not answer. Enough. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. So he knew it was going to be a hit when the first one opened there uh, back in 83 or 84, whenever that was. Ah, the genius of it, though. I wish I was there at that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was mm-hmm. like maybe 12 or something. I wish I was I was there for that. Randy Lee, our guest. Good catch up with you. We'll see you again uh, here tomorrow, and of course, uh, and you know, we'll um, we'll see you again on Saturday as well in some form because uh, this this thing isn't going away, and I love it. I'm looking forward to seeing if uh, Dr. Chuck Bailey, who really got on me hard this year for not ever sending him a Western Kentucky University shirt to wear. I never thought he would wear anything other than green. He said, "No, I'll wear a WKU shirt. You've never sent me one. I'm proud of you." I- you know, I want you to do well there. I said, okay. So I sent him one. Do you think he'll wear it for the game tomorrow? Um, we're going to find out because from time to time, the professor listens to this program. And from time to time, um, I know it. I find out about it. You oh, know, okay. Yeah, you know how he is. He's uh, he's always grading. Always. Uh-huh. And so I'm still his student to this day, even though I've graduated from university a long time now. I'm still listening. Well, as am I. I know I have not used the word ain't, and I don't believe I've finished a sentence in a prepositional phrase today. So hopefully I've passed. You passed, Randy. Don't worry. You've passed. <laughs> if not, he'll send you uh he'll send you that uh that critique sheet in handwritten form, calligraphy with lots of red marks. <laughs> All right, it's been a while. It has been, it has a, while. been a while. I haven't seen one of those right. either in a while, and hopefully I don't mm-hmm. either. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. see one. 
But we'll find well, Paul, out. Paul, appreciate the visit. And uh, once again, I'll give you the scouting report on uh, how Mr. Cornwell did at our seafood lunch tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. That's Randy Lee, voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Uh, we got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Don't forget, coming up tomorrow, Marshall Basketball, as we've talked about all show, taking on Western Kentucky. Thundering Herd, Western Kentucky. Our airtime begins 6 o'clock. We will go on the air then. So if you're tuning in at 5 tomorrow, hey, guess what? No show tomorrow, but we will be on the air at 6 previewing the Herd and Western Kentucky right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So looking forward to that tomorrow, getting back to the Henderson Center. Then the Herd's on the road for three. We'll see how it shakes out that the Herd can win some games on the road. So this is a must-win. They're all must-win at this point. Only because of the pod system, and you're going to be locked at one point. And if you don't get yourself into that top section of pod play, doesn't matter how well you play. The last few games, doesn't matter. You're going to be no better than six. You're going to be locked out of a first-round bye. That's really what I think the Herd needs. But right now, the Herd's right just at three and three. I mean, Western Kentucky's five and one. Marshall, if Marshall can get the next two, all of a sudden Marshall will be five and three, and Western Kentucky will be five and three. So important game coming up again at the Henderson Center coming up tomorrow right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Uh, we did go a little long with Randy, so when we come back from break, we'll try to get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Also, we will get you set for the weekend ahead. We Sure, it's, it's only Tuesday, but it's never too soon to hype the Super Bowl, the All-Star Game, the Pro Bowl, it's never too soon. We'll begin all of that coming up when we continue here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It is The Drive. Also on your host. You know, earlier we had Randy Lee on, the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. And so I was doing a little prep, trying to maybe find a couple of nuggets, see what I could uh, talk to Randy about that isn't your standard stuff. And I looked over the Western Kentucky site. Now, their calendar is set up a little different than Marshall as far as the websites are concerned. Presentation display. And for a second, I just had to sit back and think, wait a minute. This has got to be an entire week of just herd hate for Western Kentucky. Check it out. Go over to their website right now. If you don't know the address, just Google it and go to their website. It's WKU Athletics. Really, it's just funny. I go over there, and it's pretty good. Web- it's a good website, useful. I'm not knocking it, but I get over there, 
And so I want to find, okay, give me some information. What are they saying about the Marshall basketball game? You know, what's, what's the notes look like? And then I see over at the schedule, it's like it's almost all Marshall because they use logos on their schedule. It's just I had to scroll down for a second, like January 22nd, men's basketball at Marshall. January 24th, track and field at Thundering Herd Invitational. January 25th, women's basketball at Marshall. And then the flow is interrupted. January 25th, at Northern Kentucky, women's tennis. January 25th, men's basketball versus Marshall. I'm sitting there thinking, man, they just must. This is herd hate week for them. The week of hate. Forget 100 miles of hate. This is a herd hate weekend for them. I mean, I went so far as to actually look at their their calendar, just go a little bit further there, and it finally the madness ends. But in a couple of things, Marshall and Western Kentucky, they're just going to see a lot of each other for the next few weeks. I mean, honestly, in February, track is going to be at the Marshall Invitational as well. Guess what? This is probably the rivalry right now. Maybe this is the rivalry we've been looking for all along. And we're all just beginning to realize it. But I, just, I thought that made me laugh a little bit. Just like, look at that. It's like, and for the next few days, um, Western Kentucky Athletics just taking on Marshall Athletics. Bring it on, right? And by the way, the women are in action as well because you get the flip schedule here. So on Saturday, it will be the men taking on Western Kentucky at Western Kentucky. The women will be at the Cam Henderson Center. So if you are looking for an opportunity to go see the ladies, they'll be in action for you coming up on Saturday. We'll try to get Tony Kemper back on the program. Uh, We need to get Coach Kemper back on. I kind of feel like we missed a week with him, and – I got to get him back on the show so we can get the winning happening again. I'm not saying that appearances on this program mean success, but I got a pretty good track record. I'm just going to be honest with you. I've got a pretty good track record. I mean, how'd that work out for Coach Grassy? Men's soccer. I mean, it worked out pretty well, right? Right? New head coach in volleyball, Ari Agnes. How's that working out for her? Working out well, right? Right? Softball, new coach last season. How'd that work out for her being on the show? I mean, again, I'm, I'm picking up a pattern here. Did pretty good. Did pretty good. They'd like to do better, but I, I can't I can't do it all at once. I can't do it all where I'm, I'm working as, as hard as I can to get all these teams successful. But I'm just saying, we got to get Coach Kemper back on the program real soon. Uh, besides, He's got to work on his ranking. I told you there's an internal ranking of coaches. And right now, Ari Agnes is one. Tony Kemper's two. I mean, maybe that flips. I don't know. We'll find out. But Thundering Herd needing a win in women's basketball. They lose to Charlotte. Tough one there, 52-46. They lose at Old Dominion, 57-46. So they need to get the scoring back on track. They've got Western Kentucky on January 25th, and then they've got 
FIU, FAU, those games will be at the Cam Henderson Center. Now, you're kind of wondering where are the women playing if they're not playing FIU uh, the same night Marshall is on Wednesday. They're going to play that one on February 20th. So that's where that game's going to be played, and that's going to be at Western Kentucky. So they'll get that one out of the way here on February 20th. And, of course, women have got a three-game homestand starting Saturday at the Cam Henderson Center. Then, thankfully, you can see a few more opportunities with them before we get into the tournament play. So that's where this women's schedule looks like. And, of course, uh, as I mentioned, Tony Kemper, we'll get him on the show real soon. We'll talk women's basketball with him and as well. Uh, we'll talk Marshall men's basketball tomorrow coming up at 6 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 as we'll preview this one in, in its entirety, in depth, completely. We will tell you everything you need to know. And I might actually even, I'm just telling you right now, some days me and Bill Cornwell, the first times we talk to each other are on that show. Actually, some days... I don't think I've spoke to Bill all day. We sit down, and that's when we first have a conversation. So just for that alone, I would tune in tomorrow at 6 o'clock just to hear how that goes, where that goes. And usually uh, we do a pretty good job, but I probably won't see him tomorrow because he'll go home. He works in the early part of the day, so he'll have to leave. Again, that's the show tomorrow. We'll show up. Sit down. I will have prepped. He will have prepped. And we have no idea what the other one's going for until we just sit down and do that show. I have fun with Bill. Thanks uh, for Bill helping out on the road games as well. We appreciate uh, Bill Cornwell being a part of it. And, of course, that's all tomorrow uh, right here, again, on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Uh, Speaking of the herd schedule, I know we were kidding around, but looking at the Western Kentucky website, just getting their next few days and their fill of herd athletics. They're going to be sick and tired of the herd when it's all said and done. As we mentioned, women's basketball on Saturday, they will take on Western Kentucky, so that will be the next opportunity for you to uh, see the Thundering Herd. But don't forget, track and field, Thundering Herd Invitational, taking place on January 24th, and, of course, Women's tennis on the road. We'll have to get John Mercer with us here in a few days. Women's tennis at Wright State, also at Dayton. So their season's getting underway. And then they'll be at Toledo on Sunday. Yeah, I think it's time for John Mercer to come back on the program. So we will get him on as well. Uh, Speaking of things that are coming up, tomorrow... David Kahn from the West Virginia Power um, wanted to come on, and I told him no. So he's not going to get to come on the basketball pregame show Thursday. So he gets to come on Thursday because, of course, West Virginia Power season is almost upon us. That's right. It's coming back. I was a little worried about that for a while. I know the the whole want to contract, cut back reorganized minor league baseball, but West Virginia power going strong. They have got some coaching changes for 2020. Eric Ferris will be the second former player to return to Charleston as the team manager. 
since 1987. And he's a guy. He was on that squad a while ago, to be quite honest with you. Now, he's the second former player to do it. Uh, Greg Mulberg. He suited up for the 1980 Charleston Charlies before taking over the team in 1989. That's pretty good. That's pretty cool. And, of course, um, if you look at where the power are right now, there's kind of some question, and, and Dave is going to talk to me a little bit more about that coming up. There's some question as far as, you know, is Charleston going to have a team? Is Charleston going to have a team? And guess what? Yeah, they're going to have a team, so it's all good. So I was kind of worried about that. Again, that was that was crazy. That's the whole fun. I mean, minor league baseball, it's, it's fun for a different reason. And, of course, I understand you want to make it as accommodating as possible for the players. I mean, it's a business. At the end of the day, it's a business, and I get that. But at the same time, you can't just rip baseball out of the heart of so many communities. I mean, that's the point. That's the complete point sometimes of baseball. I mean, you follow these guys through the farm system, and you become fans. It's it's minor league, and it's fun because these kids are working hard. You get to see them develop. For some of them, this will be their best shot. For others, this will be their only shot. And for still some more, this will be their last shot. And you never know what you're going to see. The ballpark atmospheres, if done right, it's it's fun. It's complete. I mean, same thing with minor league hockey. That's why sports like minor league hockey work and minor league baseball to me because they're just different beasts. I mean, minor league basketball, not going to work because we have that. It's called college. Minor league football, not even a thing. We have that. It's called college. And I don't know if the XFL is going to work. I hope they, they do. But we have a farm team for basketball and for football. It's called college. Completely different system. All right, we have made it to the end of the program. Thanks for being a part of it with me. Back tomorrow at 6 p.m. Again, 6 p.m. for our preview of Marshall and Western Kentucky. I'll be at the Cam Henderson Center with Bill Cornwell. I'm looking forward to being there and seeing you all. So don't be a stranger tomorrow after the show. Anytime before and after the show, come up, say hi. Uh, During the show, please don't. We've had that before where some of you have mistaken us as uh, public address announcers and wanting to tell us things. For Randy Lee, the voice of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.